Hey, you're listening to Recess. I'm Kessel. And I'm Sulin. Today is the 29th of July, a Thursday. Let's go. Today, we want to talk about the burger chain that made headlines recently across Malaysia when they decided to shut down for five days and their reason to raise awareness for mental health by giving his team a much needed break with paid leave, which he mm. called the Mental Health Closure Week. I think uh, many of us have heard about My Burger Lab before. They mm. are a very popular KL burger chain, most known for their charcoal burgers. And of course, the announcement has garnered the community support saying that they are an inspiration and that they deserve to take a break after fighting through what three MC no three MCOs now I, I lost count do you know which <laughs> which are we on uh, between MCO RMCO EMCO and all the other acronyms I think all of us our mental health has taken a toll and for a company to recognize that and to treat themselves as people and treat their employees as people I think that's something to be admired yeah, and also in the Facebook post, he praised his team for fighting and pivoting through the change. Um, I'm going to quote him. He says that, let's forget about profitability and hustle culture for a moment. What mm -hmm. good is profit if our team suffers long-term emotional damage from pushing too hard? Um just to stay alive, adding that mm -hmm. some might say, wow, you can afford to close when others want to open. But here's his answer. It's not that we can afford to close, it's that we cannot afford to lose our people. Mm -hmm. What's your thoughts on this, Sulin? I really like how he recognises that his employees are people. I feel like in a lot of companies and corporations, people just become a, a manpower or a figure. And we sometimes fail to remember or fail to recognise that behind each employee is a person who has a life outside of their work. And with the toll of MCO and COVID in general, I think that a lot of people are, are feeling that repercussion. And I'm very grateful that at least um, with Foodie also, our bosses have been very kind and they have recognized our mental health needs as well. Yeah, and I think it's also pretty rare in what the Chinese and Asian culture mm -hmm. uh, to encourage a break uh, like this that my burger lab is doing. I mean, yes, you take an as, as employee two days off, but for them to raise an awareness and call it the Mental Health Closure Week to raise a flag for this, I think it's very intentional. Mm -hmm. And uh, because for cultures like work hard and just yeah. keep working hard. And and it's not news that mental health is still a stigma in the Asian culture. Um, mm -hmm. If you tell people that you go and see a therapist, people will think that, wow, this person very pro problematic, you know? Mm, so yeah. for them to just raise an awareness and make it a norm, or it's not a norm, but to just alert people that, hey, uh, mm -hmm. mental health is a real thing. And we, like you said, we want to treat our staff as humans too, and not just um, putting a smile on their face and come to work regardless of what's happening in their, in their mm -hmm. life, especially in this um, the MCO. And also, I want to talk about how, you know, in the hospitality industry, I read an article from Set the Tables. Uh, they interviewed this uh, award-winning bartender, Angel Ngji. She mentioned how, how she coped with, you know, putting a smile at face, a smiley face at work, which mm -hmm. just compartmentalizing it, yeah. um, saying that it's a confusing and mentally contradicting mind game. Because mm -hmm. I think... Um, if we were to go to a restaurant, go to a bar, uh, when you see the bartender or uh, let's say if we go to my burger lab, I think we expect good service. Mm -hmm. I think that's just the, um, 
I don't know, a common thing. Expectation. Yeah, yeah, expectation for people that I'm here, I'm to get my food and my drinks, I want to be relaxed. So whoever is ser- serving me, I see you as someone who makes me happy. So mm-hmm. like don't yeah. put on put on a smiley face always. So yeah. I think this is what it has always been for the hospitality industry. So for my mm-hmm. burger lab to do this, I think it's very humanizing them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I want to recognize that my burger lab has always been a brand that um, wants to push for progression. Uh, mm. They're quite liberal in their stance. If you look at their social media and things like that, they are supporters of the LGBTQ community, et cetera, et cetera. And to try to ba- break this stigma or break this barrier of mental health, I think is very on brand for them. And it is a move towards progression because that's what we see. That's what their, their brand is like, you know, so it's on brand and it's also very helpful. And speaking of things that are on brand and, you know, people putting up an image, we have also the 24-year-old Simone Biles, the world-class Olympic gymnast yeah. who also withdrew from the finals of the gymnastics uh, Olympics gymnastics due to mental health reasons. So obviously she has this image of being one of the most successful gymnasts of her time. She has a combined total of 30 Olympic and world championship medals. You know, she's one of the most decorated American gymnasts and is regarded by many as the the greatest and the most dominant gymnast of all time. Yeah. So for her, and she did amazingly well at the Rio 2016 Olympics as well. So this year in the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. I know it's, it's really weird to say 2020 yeah. Olympics. When because it's I 2021. think they need to keep it on brand because it's every four years. So it's going to be yeah. 2024, 2028. So if you put like 2021, <laughs> then it's like, what's next? 2025? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're throwing off all the numbers. Yeah. But it's just a bit awkward to say it sometimes. But yes, in this round's Olympics, Tokyo 2020, so Tokyo 2020 yeah. Olympics, um, she, did, she was attempting a move known as the Amanar, which Mm. is like a very complicated move. We're looking at a back handspring with two and a half twists in the air before landing. So she has nailed this move several times before. If you go on YouTube, there are compilations of her successfully nailing this very complicated move over and over again. So people expected this, you know, all eyes were on her, the spotlight was on her. But when she did it this year, she, she faltered, you know, um, CNN sports analyst, Christine Brennan said that it looked like she got lost in the air and it was kind of almost dangerous because the way she landed, she nearly landed on her knees. So mm. she did, she stuck the landing, but it wasn't the perfect gymnast landing that everyone's looking for. And I think after that, she knew that she couldn't do it anymore. And she made the decision as a leader of her team to say, I'm sorry, I love you guys, but you're going to be just fine. I've been to an Olympics, I'll be fine, but this is your first. You guys go out there and you kick, I don't know if I can say this word on air, but she said the A word followed right. by the two mm-hmm. S's. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think knowing yourself, knowing your mental health and being able to say no when needed to make that executive decision and to take care of yourself and to advocate for yourself. I think that's one of the most important things when it comes to your mental health. People can't see it. You know, she was perfectly backflipping through the air. Mm. Physically, she looks fine. And she said this in the interview, you know, physically, she feels great. It's just mentally, she was not in a good place. And that's why she chose not to perform for the finals. I think that's very important to recognize. Yeah. And I think she also posted a few days before the game on her social media that she felt the weight of the world on her shoulders. And um, after this, she made headlines uh, when she decided to just take a break off it and Mm -hmm. stand by the lines to support her team members. Um, And she has been a topic, uh, including Naomi Osaka as well. 
and how mm. they have been uh, an example for the people who are uh, people, the minority, mm -hmm. and how they are setting such a good example to to not push themselves and to when mm -hmm. to take a stand and to yeah. be an example for other people as well. Um, yeah. But I think there are also other people who, I think there's a lot of support around this, like standing mm -hmm. up for yourself and knowing when to stop. But, but there are also thoughts that, hey, since you have gone so far to Olympics, um, mm -hmm. shouldn't you push through while, while you're already on the world stage? Mm -hmm. Like, what do you think about this? I think, um, and this was a very important thing that I saw way back when, if we treat mental health like any other physical ailment, we would be able to understand and comprehend its severity a lot better. So for example, if an athlete were to come with, let's say, an injured foot, you know, yeah. a twisted ankle or a broken knee or something like that, you wouldn't look at the athlete and go like, you should push yourself further. You should do it. You've trained so Ouch. hard. You're right there. And you, you wouldn't do that <laughs> oh anymore. Goodness, you know I what know. I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah. And just because we can't see it with our own eyes, we have to treat it with that level of respect and that level of um, seriousness. We have to mm. take it as seriously. If the athlete gets to the point where she goes, when I'm flipping through the air, my mind is not there. I can't stick with landing properly. Yeah. It's like she couldn't control her body anymore. And mm -hmm. that's really dangerous. Exactly. And are you going to wait until there's a physical manifestation before you actually want to help the people? Or are you going to push them until they break, essentially, is the question. And yeah. I think I am all for the fact that society is moving towards prevention better than cure, or at least we recognize that, you know, someone has a mental health issue and we want to support that at yeah. all costs, because that yeah. is the priority. Yeah, and of course, um, Simone Biles is like America's baby. And then mm -hmm. uh, many online comments were saying, protect her at all costs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and which brings us back to our first story when we talk about how my Burger Lab and Ren Yi, they are really fighting for this cause in Malaysia and on the other side of the world. Uh, we want to announce that Ren Yi is actually coming to the show tomorrow on Foodie Canteen, not Recess, but our main show that is um, dropping at 7 p.m. And I had such a good interview with him He's so humble and he talks about how, um, you know, just building a team and not letting mm -hmm. them grind through, through the hours, but with a purpose, which reflects mm -hmm. to what he's doing now with this uh, mental health uh, break week for his company. And just lots of wisdom from marketing to building a strong team and a brand. So check it out on Spotify tomorrow. And we also want to say that today, even though we are discussing the topics around mental health, we are not professionals. These are just our personal opinions. But for those uh, who want help, you can contact Talian Kase Hotline at 15999 or WhatsApp them at 019-261-5999. We also leave um, the details down in the description. This is actually set up as part of the Women, Family and Community Development Ministries initiative in Malaysia. So this hotline is available 24 hours every day and you can check out more info in the box below. That's all for this episode today and we will see you tomorrow in Foodie Canteen. But for recess, we will see you back here on Monday.